Shots fired. Yo, what's up? This is Jeff Weiss. You're listening to Shots Fired, a podcast about hip hop and organic teas. We're having, as our guest this week, John Wayne, a rapper on Stone's Throw, about to have his debut album come out this summer. And we have Milo, a rapper on Hellfire Club, who just dropped a pair of EPs that you can pick up on his Bandcamp. And you should, because they're awesome. I'm sitting right next to No Can Do, who's already tweeted 74 times today, and it's only 12 at p.m. Yes. <laughs> that was hey, the 75th tweet. How's it going? I'm, I've tweeted a few times, but you know, um, it's really just like psychological warfare on my haters. <laughs> Hello to my haters. You're just like a young Mano. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I don't haters. even know who that is. The Mayno? Yeah, but that's what that's psychological warfare to my haters, because, you know, just in case... <laughs> yeah, you're going to have beef with Mayno now. I don't give a fuck, You know bro. nothing about New York Street. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, he, there was like a period where like they were trying to make Mayno the like the new rapper from New York. Yeah. Like how they did with like Papoose and like Saigon, and you're like, nah. Yeah, well, what what New York had to do was get rid of his like super rough exterior, like... Like I feel like what the rest of the country had was like the gentleman, like, hey, I'm I'm nice and I'm cool and I'm fun, but I'll kill you. And like New York didn't have that. They they had like I'll kill you, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. You know, like I'm not following. I mean, unless you're referring to Uncle Murda. I'm talking about <laughs> everybody from New York before yeah. you know before ASAP yeah. Rocky made it okay to wear Raf Simmons and, Rocky, and yeah. dance before 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 that. Guy. He got he gets pretty jiggy on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> so what is the name of the episode? This is the indie episode. We couldn't think of a better name, so it's just the indie episode. It's so fitting. Because we like the West Indies. Yeah. You know, we like the state of Indiana Trin- from the show Trinidad Parks and Recreation. And Trinidad yeah. and Tobago. It's a fine island nation. I like Hyderabad. Hyderabad. And M- Milo is also from the Midwest, so I feel it's not really fitting, but we're just going to try to shoehorn it in <laughs> with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we wanted to talk about this. I th- You know, I think because... John and Milo are both two of the best young up and coming indie rappers. And it says, it sounds really weird to like say sentences like, best up and coming indie rappers. But yeah, they are. You gotta put your nuts on the table. I know. Just be like, (laughs) yeah, indie best up and coming. I'm like, ow, that hurt. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Because it would if you put your nuts on the table. Yeah, we're biased because Milo is on Hellfire Club. Yes. But he's dope. Um, and, John, and John Wayne's been fucking with Lowen for like, you know, so many years. So this is yeah. like, this is like, you know, nepotism or would, like, I don't know. This is just a little, little, little brother. A little before we, before nah, we introduce really, him. Not little brother. Nah, no, like, Fonte, no John, Fonte. No, nah, the thing, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. No big poo. Pause. Um, but John was like, John, when I first time I saw him, John, I feel like as, as a white dude that's in the world of hip hop, John was one of those dudes who you're like, damn, that dude got like the good white person and rap voice because usually you get sidelined when you're a white dude trying to rap because you're like oh you sound like paul barman yeah which is which is tough yeah but props to paul barman for just going through with it and making like it he had a he like probably made a couple hundred thousand dollars off sounding like like a nasally white accountant yeah rapping. i mean think about the, the you know the guy that was like that had the idea like i want to make a three-wheel motorcycle yeah. You know, like yeah. you, like everybody's like, no, it's a bad idea. Like, bad idea. Don't do it. Don't do it. Sounds like an idea for a great video. <laughs> yeah, and you know, he did it. He owned it. There's only like one or two models on the road, popular. But there's the entire nerdcore genre, which we'll we'll probably get into a later episode. No, we won't. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I can't. Oh, uh, yeah. shout, shout out to MC Front a lot though, because he's cool. But you know. Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's br- let's bring in our guests, John Wayne. Say what's up. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? 
What you working on, John? Um, maintaining my composure. <laughs> Talking about mu- music, man. Talking about music wise. It's too early. Um, I uh, just finished my record and um, trying to uh, get it mixed and mastered with Daddy Kev. Ooh, came out of retirement to to mix it and yeah, it's it's just it's pretty much done. I think nice. by Monday we'll have the masters. Nice. It's just been yeah. What's the record called? Rap album one. Okay. When is your estimated he, time of release? Oh, uh, we're trying to do summer. Trying to do summer. Yeah. He played. He, he played me the uh, the first draft or like the fifth draft like last summer, and I thought it was like done then. So I'm sure it's it was, it was on some like Edon meets Ray Bradbury shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably worse. Yeah. Than when you heard it, yeah. <laughs> I probably I probably just I probably just did that. Uh, you know that that old woman that tried to fix that Jesus painting. Yeah. That's my oh, album. Shit. Yeah, starting my <laughs> life. Um, but yeah, it's it's been like about a year, almost like a year in a season since I started it. So mm-hmm. I'm just glad it's done. Mm-hmm. That you know, in prison they would call that five quarters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I I'm glad I didn't know it after this point. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just trying to like help be a good you title for an album. Five quarters. I'm trying, quarters. To, trying to help you talk to your fans that are locked up right <laughs> now. God. Hey, for all you guys that are listening to this out there in the state pen, this is John Wayne on here. And <laughs> yeah, he uh, started little, working on this album five known, quarters ago. Little yeah. known fact: Shots fired has a huge state pen audience. Yeah, we're like the art. We're like the Art LeBeau of the motherfucking <laughs> podcast world. Through my boozy connection, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got us big. Which I don't. I can't even talk about that on the air. But it's yeah. Yeah. So. Look out for my album no, Five don't. Quarters. I'm not going. Summer. <laughs> but All right, cool. Will you do anything? Uh, any shows anytime soon or what? Mm, I'm getting ready for South by. Mm. I haven't really done like a, a string of rap shows in a while, so I'm just like right now, I'm just practicing, trying mm-hmm. to get um, like a good show together. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to do more shows like locally. I haven't really done much around like LA recently because mm-hmm. I've just been working. Yeah, but I'm trying to get back into doing like live stuff and. Um, there's talks of me going back to Australia, New Zealand later this year, and yeah. I want to do Europe. I've never done Europe before, so I want to do that. And I got a funny um, story about Australia. You want to hear it? Yeah, yeah, I, do. I actually do. I think I might have told you this when we were on tour one time. Maybe you told me a lot. <laughs> you tell me a lot of stories, man. I'm a, I'm a big fan of strip clubs. As a married man, I was not aware of that. <laughs> Thank you for not snitching on me. <laughs> hey, baby, how you doing? Uh, this is common knowledge, so don't act surprised. The man likes but, future a lot. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> but as a married man, I understand. Like, you know, there's like the, the stripper thing is like, hey, sometimes I want to see some new breast. Totally. And I go to see the new breast. It will, you know, in a controlled environment. You know, with like you know rules and regulations and all that. Yeah. Right? You know, and witnesses. Yeah. And uh, it's like a gentleman's club. So one time I was in Adelaide, yeah, was, and I, I was at a gentleman's. <laughs> Wait club a minute, <laughs> Adelaide, Australia, and um, I, you know, usually I go to strip clubs that the the the, the staff is, you know, the girls are usually like Latin or, or African American, and they come with their own own natural tanner. Well, this stripper that I got a, you know, a strip a strip lap dance from, she had spray on tanner. Yeah, and. Uh, she decided, for some reason, to give me like 10 free lap dances. I could, it's just because I said I'm a rapper from L.A., keep it yeah. 100. So <laughs> she gave me 10 free lap dances. And when I left the place, it was all dark and seedy and shady. And when I left, left the does place... It does not sound like any strip club I've ever been to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went back to my show, my gig, which was like a few blocks away, you know? Yeah. I really hated being around... Stra- I was around like the battle rap community at the time. And yeah. I just didn't want to spend too much time with them, you know? <laughs> I got... Why. 
I got into the venue and I walked into the bathroom and it looked like I was rolling around in a bag of fucking Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> I was covered in spray on tanner from fucking Did Cheetos. you like glow in the dark under the black light? <laughs> no, it killed everything. You look like Buster Rhymes in that in that put your hands on my good <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it looked it looked like I got like sprayed with like brick dust or something like that. It was yeah. it was pretty bad. You look like gold member. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the more intense uh, um, accounts I've ever heard of, of of getting a stripper rubbing off on you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, usually you know, usually people walk away with a little glitter, but you actually like I, you came out with like a casting, like a. I walk casting. away existentially yeah. depressed. <laughs> like I'm always like, yeah, it always I'm like I can't handle. It. I'm like, eh, it's just what am I doing with my life? See? I'm like too depressed to go to strip clubs. I think. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think it doesn't really doesn't really work for me. Because no, I like I'm like I'm like we, like I end up talking to them about like their history, and then like they're always like Eastern European, and then they're always like telling me about like like the Zagreb old world, or the something. mother country. Yeah, I'm like, why? Am I, I'm, it's my own fault for fucking majoring in history. <laughs> it's my own, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we should we should introduce Milo because he's been. Silent. I didn't know what the rules were with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The one one rule is talk into the mic. Oh yeah, I didn't know what the <laughs> yeah. rules were. Don't crunch yeah. any ice. People have yelled at me about that. I yeah, I, I still do that shit. No, oh, is it you who's been that, doing that's that? That's me. Yeah, that's me. But today I'm drinking coffee. You're the only person in this room with ice. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. astute observation. <laughs> I would be guilty. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so Milo, what's up? What's <laughs> good, dude? <laughs> yeah, you say. Uh, yeah, things are great. Things are awesome. Yeah, yeah. This is your first time. Is this your first time in LA? Yeah, this is my first time west of uh, like Omaha. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's tight. Damn. Yeah, super tight. He's playing the low in theory tonight. You're playing the low in theory playing tonight. The low in theory. The low in theory. Yeah, yeah. Skipping the, all the school for it. You're skipping all the school. Oh yeah, you're still yeah. in college, right? Mm-hmm. I am. How old are you? I'm 21. You're 21 years I old. I just turned 21 last What college year. do you go to? That's tight. I go to St. Norbert College. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's in Wisconsin. So are you, like, pretty famous on campus now at this point? Because no, you have, like, a rap career? No, you, you, you don't like, like, bitches? You don't have bitches? Like, no, you should. No, man. You know? my, my campus is, uh... It's like a really small liberal arts school. So yeah, I went to one of those. That should be, you should it's be like, more it's famous. Like 2, that makes it easier, people. man. That's what I, yeah. I went to. No, no, no. But you see, my school is uh, it's it's really like business oriented and, oh. and, and, and things like that. So really, no one fucks with this rap stuff at all. Oh, really? Yeah. What no, are they? That's even better. What, for what, you. what are they listening it's to? It's cool. No, like, no like, rappers and just like real conversations. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I just know? get to it's it's like very. What are they? What are they like? Like dubstep? Do they like the dubstep? Yeah, they like dubsteps. They like that Bauer stuff. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Has your college had a Harlem Shake yet? Right now yeah, we're doing yo, the there was shit. like yo you remember you probably remember this those um like signs that people would make out of computer paper and like cut the bottom yeah it's like pull one off and come to the Harlem Shake meetup oh wow oh, where get the fuck grilled out of here. cheeses will be provided I hope that's like one of those things where it's like the, it's like come to the Harlem Shake meetup and it's like just like you get pushed in a mystery yeah, hole yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just get suplex yeah. we yeah. Prom- we promise cake and punch <laughs> punch and pie will be served <laughs> I was I, I was told that people punch and pie <laughs> so it's like that that's oh. what I I would be, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna start doing that. Like, I feel like a good deed. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> like, I would see that. <laughs> local I would writer. find out where it is, and then I would take a fire extinguisher and then wait, wait right before the beat drops, and I yeah. spray everybody. Yeah. yeah. Right when it. I 
want to uh, set a white trap. I want to set a white yeah. trap <laughs> with fire. <laughs> Somebody's gonna set. Well, yeah, I want to set traps for the traps. Yeah, <laughs> for those kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, the trapezoids. That's so, what we should call those. So yeah. we, Exponential trap. We wanted to talk. I think for the episode, we want to talk on about independent rap, rap also because both these guys, you and John, you're 22 years old. Milo's yeah. 21. Woo! These guys, like, they grew up during. They grew up during the worst period for independent rap. I'd say probably that there was. I mean, like mid the last decade. The the recession is when you guys' careers start. Like when you guys start getting deep into like your art, right? Um. Yeah. 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 Recession started a little bit before that. Seven oh eight. Oh eight. Yeah. Oh eight. Not later. It was later. Yeah. When did you get into the stuff? Like a year ago. A year ago? Yeah. You're one of those kids. Yeah, like, like I started like a year ago, yeah. Yeah, I met Damn. somebody else, this dude, this really dope gangster rapper, started a year ago. And it was like, Freddie Gibbs was like that. He was like, <laughs> he just started rapping, and they're like, you're amazing. Yeah, yeah. he like got a deal in like a year. Yeah, that's crazy. That's kind of tight. With Interscope, no less, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I started when I was like 16. Yeah? And um, that's pretty much the story. <laughs> Started when I was I mean, well, I mean like, <laughs> like, I feel like at that like, time, like, there's you usually... You could be talking about weed or something right now. Yo, what were you... What was the first, like, record that... Was it Edon that kind of, like, got... Mm, well, I think... Don't, it, don't put words in his mouth. We've talked about e- Edon e- Edon, Edon changed my shit, for sure. Yeah. Um, he is... I mean, that is, like, one of... I mean, I think Beauty and the Beat's one of the best records the last hell yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Man, I, like, I, I think I think you put up, like, a top 25, top 40 list of, like, album, like important albums of the past decade it was, like, or so. like, top 100, yeah. I got mad at you for... You got mad because I had him Edon in the 70s, yeah. You had it on there, but it wasn't high enough. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a crazy album. I think I think it was uh, Mad Villain actually. Mad Villain, Mad yeah. Villainy. There's a lot of kids. I mean, mm-hmm. like like younger. Like when I talk, all those Odd Future dudes, like you know, like Earl Sweatshirt, Tyler. Like that, I think that was the most. Which is kind of funny because I feel what, like Mad Villain or Mad Villain, which is kind of interesting because I mean, I was I started writing about music and like I'd say like in like '05, right? So it was like only a year after Mad Villain came out, mm-hmm. and. Like, there was a lot of hate that people would be like, oh, because there was kind of this, like, dichotomy between, like, you know, like, you were into, like, because at the time, like, most independent rap wasn't that good, like, in the middle of the last day. After kind of Def right. Jux stopped putting out, like, that great string of records, you know. <laughs> well, after Def Jux fell off, say that. Yeah. Say, I mean, that. say, say that. I mean, like, no, but I, I, I like that, I like that Cage record they put out, like, in 07. I mean, they, but they, yeah, they weren't, they wasn't like that. It was like a, the second round of Wu-Tang records. You know, you're like, eh, it's not as good as the first round of Wu-Tang records, but. I pray that um, never happens to Hellfire Club, but one day it will. <laughs> no, I feel like no. I feel like the reason why why a lot of people were influenced by Doom is that he he I think he like presented rap in a format where it didn't seem as intimidating. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like it, it seems so simple at the front. It's cartoony, he, but not yeah, yeah. cartoonish. Maybe like you know I don't know. Well, seem in a weird way like you know despite the whole character, he seemed like an everyman. Yeah, you know, and like I could relate to that, and I yeah. was like, ah, I can do this shit. You yeah. Know? But then I tried it, and I was like, oh, well, this is obviously a lot more difficult than I thought. Yeah. yeah. I feel like him and Wayne were doing the same thing for the counterculture and, like, mainstream culture at the same time. For sure. Which is like, yeah. this free form, like, anybody could do it. It's so easy, effortless shit, but it's not really, like, when you see somebody doing something amazing and they make it yeah. look user-friendly. And they both were really prolific. I mean, if you think about Doom yeah. in the middle of that period, I mean, what, he had Victor Vaughn, Vaudeville Villain, he had like King Ghidorah. Like, oh, King three, oh, four. Food. You mm-hmm. know, he put out... Uh, I mean, the, he put out that da- uh, that doom, the the, the danger, doom and the mouse, and the mask, danger doom shit, the danger doom yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. that was all in like. A, and then he kind of just uh, as doom does. He I like think he was managed. still dropping those special herbs too. He was, uh, yeah, he was. Time. Yeah, I used to, yeah, I used to freestyle, freestyle over that. those. Yeah, me and Jeff before we you know knew each other, 
We'd be in traffic freestyling along. Down, I would freestyle. I'd see it all the time, yeah. And I'd look over and I'd be like, I think this white guy wants to battle me. Yeah, and I was like, I'd roll the window down. And I'd be like, I'd like see a black guy next to me. I'd be like, uh, turn it down. Look, he's going he's gonna to hear me rapping. <laughs> he's going to hear me. It was like Michael space, Bolton in Office Space. space. Oh, yeah. Space. yeah, totally. If you're a white guy that hasn't done that, it's, that's why that was so funny because you're like, yeah, every white guy's done that. You're like, because, you know, I'm not good at rapping. So it's, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, you hear yourself rapping. You're like, yeah. Fuck! Sound like an I do that in the car, and then sometimes people stare at me, and I get pissed because they yeah. don't know. Nah, I, I mean, I, I rap, <laughs> they don't know. I, I rap like the son of a man who has a CPA. <laughs> I'm going <gonna, laughs> you know, to like, tell you this right now, dude. As a grown ass man and an adult, like with kids and like all this stuff to do, like, I'll be driving down the street and I see a little kid, like a young kid, like you know, in my old neighborhood. You know, he's got some oversized, you know, Beats by Dre knockoffs oh on. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's dressed like kind of like eccentric and he's yeah. freestyling to himself. And I'm thinking to myself, you fucking weirdo. But that was me. Yeah. <laughs> that was all of us, you know. Yeah. But it's weird. I yeah. mean, but I think, you know, to your credit, James, uh, you were weird at a time where it wasn't cool to be weird. Yeah, it was not cool. <laughs> right. It's, it's tight to yeah, be weird no, now. Like cool the weird kids weird. get the chicks. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I've I, I seen it. I, I said that to myself this morning, man. It's 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 kind of yeah. Well, we grew up at cool a time where you were, you were yeah. supposed, you you were supposed to be like hard. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was like like no matter where you lived in L.A., like it didn't matter. You could be like Beverly Hills. You could be in Culver City. You could be you know in Compton. Like you had like everyone was trying to dress exactly the same. It's it's what I called it's what I called like the doughboys. Everybody was yeah. like. You know, acting like a gangster, like totally. Doughboy and Ice, Doughboy and uh, yeah. Boys in the Hood. Dog. Yeah. You know, it's just like, eh, yeah, you're, you're, you're a gangster, I guess. But then I, this is this is where 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 the weirdness from my crew, even the gang affiliated members of my yeah. crew came from. We realized since we all lived in different neighborhoods, if we didn't dress like gangbangers, we wouldn't get fucked with. Yeah. And then that just like rolled over. But now, even the gangbangers, there's gangbangers dressed like you, Rory. What what am I dressed like? Uh, you dress like you got a Larry Bird. Yeah, Larry Bird. <laughs> There's somebody out there like if, if if I take you to like like Hoover like like to the Hoovers they're, they're, like they're, Larry, they're Larry, Larry Bird my, Larry Bird meets Yannick uh, Joachim Noah. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be a kid on a skateboard that throws a gang sign up at you, and you have to say something because Yo. there's no more weird like why, why did why did gangsters like Dragon Ball Z so much? That's a good because question. Like every banger I know loves is this a Dragon joke? Ball Z. I want to hear the punchline. I think no, that's a serious inquiry. I think it's the struggle of the streets. Everybody wants to be Goku. That's a serious Wait. inquiry, dude. <laughs> every, like every hood dude I've ever met, that's always how you know we've we've come to like a common ground. Like, yeah, hey, bro, what's up with Piccolo's voice? Oh, word, you like? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. Immediately, how all like, these archetypes is like if like it's just like imagine all those characters and there's one gang. There's like hey, there's one dude I didn't really fuck with him, <laughs> and you know I didn't fuck with him. We, you know, I caught his fade, and then like you know we were cool because we had to fight this other right, dude right, together. Right, 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 that's right, that's right, Vegeta. Yeah, you know yeah. like wow. you know like oh you know this bra that I was kicking it with. Like I used to really kind of be into her when I was young, but now she's <laughs> fucking the homie. Like Yo, that's that's the hood story. It is. Yeah. I don't know what just happened. This is <laughs> like, I was right like now. I'm like I don't know. Right. Hey, shout out to anybody out there watching uh, anime and keeping it hood. Like if you're like right now, if you have. You know, if you're like uh, chopping up like dope, like on like a, a snow on the bluff <laughs> while watching Torico, I fuck with you. I, fuck, I feel your pain and your struggle. Yeah. If you're if if you're cleaning, buy Jimmy the burnout. Yeah. Buy, <laughs> buy Jimmy the burnout whenever the fuck that shit comes out. Yeah. We should take a break right now. We'll come mm -hmm. back and talk more about this stuff and coffee break. Yeah, I don't think I, we're I, ever going to talk about independent rap. We are, we just talked about it. Doom was on labels and such. He was on yeah. Stones Throw. When we come back, we're going to talk about.
motherfucking Master P. <laughs> yeah, the king of independent rap. We're gonna talk oh, about shit. LP. We're gonna talk about uh, Sugar Hill Gang. We're gonna talk about Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what it else? Chronologically, yeah. we're gonna be here for hours, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk about Trill Entertainment. Tr- what? <laughs> what? Yes. What? Obviously, I, I can't yeah. not talk about Trill Entertainment. Well, yeah. What? What's the, uh, the 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 Texas dudes? Uh, Jay rap Prince a lot. and all that. Rap a lot. Rap yeah. a lot. Yeah. Rap a lot. Swap house. The hardest. The hardest crew ever. Freddie Gibbs. When I when I interviewed him, was like, he's like, I've never seen like, because obviously Freddie Gibbs probably knows like real killers, and he was like, he's like, I've never seen anything like like Jay Prince. Like he just he's like he had like just Mexican killers, like just like hired dudes. Like like I was thinking them like as like the crew from Breaking Bad, yeah. like those two dudes that come to kill. <laughs> Mike, yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> like I yeah. imagine, like like Jay Prince is surrounded by those dudes. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jay Prince. Don't it's, kill it's, me. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny how easy it is to find people to kill people. It's not that hard. I don't know. Shout, uh, out, shout out to Breaking I, Bad spoiler alerts. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, we'll, hey, we'll be back. If that spoiled anything for you, you need to get your Netflix. Catch up, up yeah. later. What's up, listeners? We need your help keeping this podcast absolutely free. We got a special way for you to pitch in. Please take a couple moments to fill out our easy survey at www.themidroll.com slash survey slash shots and provide some feedback. You'll be asked about your podcast listening preferences and opinions about advertisements in your favorite shows like Shots Fired. We want to hear about how you as an audience member like to receive and respond to the content we put out. The answers you provide in this simple survey will make a big difference. You can help make it easier for your beloved show hosts to keep financing their programs while maintaining their integrity and creative freedom. With your valuable input, we can ensure that your favorite shows like Shots Fired keep running at no cost to you. The short survey at www.themidroll.com slash survey slash shots won't take much of your time, but it'll go a long way in supporting the cause. So head on over to www.themidroll.com slash survey slash shots to weigh in. When you're done, you'll get to see responses from your fellow podcast fans around the world. As always, thank you for listening and thank you for your support. We couldn't do any of this without you. It's cliche, but it's true. Shots fight. Hey, we're back. We're back from an extended coffee break. No Can Do made an extremely strong pot of coffee that I'm sure is very interesting to hear about for you guys listening. Anyways, we we're gonna ask Milo about yeah, was there a rapper like a that kind of yeah. got you into making music? Yeah, there was, and it, I mean, it sounds fucking lame, but it was open mic. Like he's a he's what? A, I'm serious. That's yeah. I mean, it sounds like yeah. I'm being a self promoting asshole, but I'm not. Was, You're not promoting you. You're pro- well, I mean, you know, him. like Hellfire stuff. But um, yeah, it was unapologetic art rap, and even stuff before that. Um, mm-hmm. like he had a jam called like Hot Bust Down, and uh, like Boogerfinger and all that stuff. Yeah, man, it was open mic because the reason I started rapping. Yeah, I thought that he was the coolest dude on the planet. Yeah, I'm gonna say this, and. My times being at Project Bloat, right? Every I was that's my neighborhood spot. Mm-hmm. I'm there every Thursday. Every once in a while, some dude would pop up that was really, really good. It, it used to be in the summer. Somebody home from college, somebody that you know is like visiting their family or something like that. <clears throat> I think that was Mike's case, both 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 cases. And uh, Mike, like you know, he he was just a, an amazing freestyler, and that's all I really cared about at that time. Really creative. And um, I have to say, as a comrade, like he is probably the most inspiring yeah. dude. You know a song in particular, um, "Unapologetic." Yeah. You know that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song was like written just for me. Like mm-hmm. I was convinced of that. Mm-hmm. Was that, this for all the 
depressed adolescent Negro lads yeah. who daydream and write it? sketches the whole class. It? We should probably play yeah, it. Yeah, yeah play it. Play it. Right, Get some independent right music. This is uh, unapologetic. You're on this song, right? Isn't I'm on you? this song, it's, yeah. yeah. it's No Can Do and Open Mike Eagle. From unapologetic art rap on Mush Records, 2010, I think. Shot. No, never mind. Shout out to Mike though. Retracting shouts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, shout out to my Fuck that. Retractable <laughs> shut up. Duh. I freestyle when you need to from me. These good for nothing scenes just treat me like a piece of meat. And if I am, it's gotta be well done. Filet mignon, I'm a walking real gun. Aiming songs, saying songs. Gave to a walk to the valley of mediocre monuments. I promise to break them off until the day that they evolve. This to all the adolescent Negro lads who make sketches and daydream the whole class. In 96, they would have been De La Soul fans. In 2010, it's my chemical romance. Still rebelling since it's the first time that Intelligent today, size more relevant. Tight long sleeves won't disguise your melanin, but it's too late to lagonize the four elements. And I won't apologize for it. This is not a bunch of ravings, but a bunch of black men's art. And I promise the status quo will never be my friend. And I promise the way it is will never be again. And I won't apologize for it. This is not a bunch of ravings, but a bunch of black men's art. And I promise the status quo will never be my friend. And I promise the way it is will never be again. Shows filled with backpackers and drunk party girls in heels and black rap shirts. Things built on the Fast backs of the black rappers. I don't want to I'm promoting you. I'm promoting you. I'm promoting you. Um, you know, we were saying it was kind of a dead era, but I mean, I really think it, it probably only takes like one kind of transformative artist that can inspire somebody to actually yeah. make this kind of music. Like it doesn't, you know, you don't need like an entire great collective necessarily. Yeah, yeah. That, that felt like the call to arms, especially since I live, you know, in Wisconsin and I'm not part of any sort of cohesive rap scene whatsoever. But um, given the technological things that you can do now, you mm-hmm. can make rap albums with, uh, you know, rock band microphones and whatnot you hear a song like that like unapologetic in it 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 made me feel like i was a a part of something that i clearly wasn't but nonetheless could yeah but like you're here yeah. now you know what i mean yeah, you're here right, now to exactly. play the lone theory which is you know it's it's interesting how that works like i mean i don't know like you i mean you showed up to the lone theory like one time right when you were like what 18 years old yeah the first time you came and then like two years later you were like basically like might as well have been like the unofficial resident you're like the ever you're playing <laughs> no he had a month. residency yeah he did I have a residency yeah i had a, residency. Yeah. I had a guest mm-hmm. residency last mm-hmm. year uh yeah i i mean i i i learned a lot like shot trying to shot my demo every single week over there i learned that um since then that i've never gotten a dope demo handed to me Ever? You know, it happens every now and then. Like sometimes, like one kid hit me up, and like this kid Chester Watson, he sent me out of nowhere this song called "Flight." He goes to me on Twitter. He goes, "You won't regret this." And I was like, "Really?" You're, I was like, "But you kind of have to you watch won't it. regret this." You, if you that watch it, like some sort of threat. Yeah. Even if it was I like dope, that. I wouldn't backwards listen to threat. It. Yeah, it was like he's like, "You won't regret watching this." I was like, "All right, cool." And I watched it. It was really dope. And right. every, I mean, every now and then it happens. I mean, okay, the internet's but different. it's really rare. But getting, no, the internet in, is not in different. person getting handed demos. I've never oh. been handed a dope one. Yeah. No, ever. I've never been handed that one. Ever. So when I, you know, every week went to Lowen and, and gave Kev or whoever like a, a demo every week, and like they refute, they didn't listen to it. Like I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might have been a little frustrated at that time, but like now I'm just like, oh yeah, I totally get it. Like I, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> um, 
But yeah. But it, Kuma listened to him, right? Yep. I, I went, Kuma. I went, yeah, shout out to Kuma. That's my boy. I miss him. Um, uh, he, I, I went to go see DiBiase one. That's, that's the reason why I went because I was messing with DB. And um, he played low end. That was like one of the only places that I could go at the time because of the age. Um, and I ended up bringing, you know, CDs because I was, you know, dickhead and <laughs> ended up giving one to Kuma. And he was like, oh, well, I should give you this. And it ended up being like one of the mixes he did, like the, I forget it, was Sacred Geometry. Uh, I think he, mix, yeah. that was a good one, right? Yeah, you should look that up if you're yeah. on the interwebs. That dude, that changed it's my a, shit yeah, up. That's a great mix. Cause, cause I, I didn't know he it was a DJ mix, so I thought it was his. Mm-hmm. All right, and 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 he's like, uh, make sure you do acid before you listen to this. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'm gonna do that. And, and, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> making the t- teaching the youth <laughs> before. Be, like at that point, I wasn't I wasn't brutal with the honesty, so I was like, oh yeah, for sure, I'm gonna definitely gonna drop something before. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as he walked away, I was like, oh, I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, and then I, I popped it in, and then I heard like a Dobry beat, and I was like, "This motherfucker's stealing beats." Like I didn't get that it was a <laughs> yeah. DJ mix. I thought yeah. it was stealing shit, so I didn't listen to it for a while. And then I popped it back in, uh, understand that I'm I'm dumb, and um, yeah, th- that shit was crazy. That that exposed me to a lot of stuff that's go- that's going on now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like we were, t- I guess, talking about it earlier, but like, kind of the if if you look at the history of rap music, I mean, most of the time, like I- innovation does come from the independent label, because just because like major labels, there's money involved, and in they, you know, it, it goes, I think, with, with whether it's television or even if you look at like television, right? Like right now, it's like what was the what's been the most innovative shows? It was like on AMC because it's basically like the the equivalent of like an independent, whereas like. AMC is crazy right now. Yeah, it's crazy right now. And, you know, versus something like, you know, ABC or CBS or whatever. It's got to be safe, you know, to sell like a network sitcom. It's like a joke. That's the the, FX, too. The the B in Apartment 23 just got canceled. And it got canceled because most of the viewers are online. From what I I heard, most of the viewers are online versus the viewers being being on tv but it was still like reasonably successful you know yeah and um well archer right now like they're saying like the fourth season like is killing it but like the first season was bad but it's because it's like a mixture of you know and, and like the, those yeah. things do get popular or like and you have a show community which i'm not even a fan of but you know like that couldn't hack it on a major network because it was too weird basically yeah. whereas if it was on cable i'm sure it would have been a phenomenon yeah basically i think the hours that like you know <laughs> the way that majors work like to keep it 100. I have some homies and they work for major labels and they remind me of the people why. Yeah, <laughs> but they less they they less remind me of the art, the artists like art, artist types than the than than uh than the people that work at indies. Like they they it's 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 something about like the 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 demand to to you know get those numbers and like how you know like the fact that they feel like if you if you ever feel like you can lose your job at any time yeah. you're gonna fuck you, you're gonna fuck up creativity. Well, the best right. shit Creative. that's ever come out of majors is usually when like something kind of like it either comes from an indie label they get a hit on an independent level and then like they sign with a major after the, it's already kind of bubbling like take like a Cash Money right like they're already kind of or no limit mm-hmm. they're already having like hits independently and then like they got the kind of backing of a major label or you get co-signed by somebody who already on a major label like mm-hmm. how like kind of like i mean you know i always think about like eric sermon you know epmd like he brought in red man like mm-hmm. red man would i don't know if red man would have got a deal straight off because he was so weird like especially the early red man he was like doing lots of psychedelic drugs mm-hmm. like like who would have like if, if eric sermon wasn't making his beats and co-signing him like i don't know if dare is a dark side would have got put out mm-hmm. on a major label yeah, yeah you yeah. know i don't think i don't think uh there's gonna be any more ill major label rap albums unless somebody like dre's involved 
Yeah, it's it's. I mean, think about Kendrick. Yeah, because I mean, that's the one you think of. And even Black Hippie, that was yeah. there was no way that that would have happened if like Kendrick had got signed four years ago. Well, that's the reason that whole Top Dog shit is is yeah. even here now. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it's an indie label if, though. Right? If they didn't have yeah. that Drake co-sign and like allowed him to have that kind of creative freedom because totally. they know he can make you know classics. That album would never. Well, they realized I think what happened when they signed J Rock to Warner Brothers because J. I mean, I remember. I mean, Warner Brothers to their credit was trying to make J Rock happen. At least Richie Abbott, like shout out to Richie Abbott, was, Mm -hmm. and you know he was the publicist for Warner Brothers at the time, and they were trying to push J Rock, but. You know, a lot of the major label stuff is like they're dependent upon like what is the trend at the time. Whereas I think like you know, we always talk about Stones Throw, right? Like, yeah. I always think about how Peanut Butter Wolf signed Dame Funk. Like, if you were like, oh yeah, I'm gonna sign like a guy in his late 30s who's a funk musician, um, who used to play keyboards for Westside Connection like 10 years ago and hasn't done anything since, and like kind of DJ sometimes. Like, if you took that to a major label, they'd be like, are you insane? Yeah. <laughs> and then Dame Funk, like, just think about where just think about where the major labels are all sitting in the city of Los Angeles, right? There's like in Santa Monica, and they're in like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's cap- capital. Hollywood, uh, you know, Hollywood, like, like Valley. Anywhere that art is popping, they're not there. Yeah. They're, they're not so like... Well, look at, excuse me, look at Ruthless Records, Death Row Records, all like their greatest LA records. Oh, it's independent. Yeah. You know? And even like the A&R is like... D- delicious Vinyl. I, you know? Exactly, delicious vinyl. Where it's like you, you know, and that, we, that we popped we're, out of like Hollywood, Rick Ross or whatnot. Yeah, he's he's a he's a forever he, not not the Rick Ross, not and not yeah. the other Rick Ross, but it's <laughs> the a third it's, Rick Ross, it's a, it's a, <laughs> the Jewish it's an older Ross. Jewish man named Rick <laughs> yeah. Ross. Yeah, but uh, you know, <laughs> Mike Ross, he's lo- Mike Ross. Yeah. Those kids are in the street. Like, yeah, I mean, the Mike, guys, they still are in the street. They're, they're like hanging like, out with young. They're kids still hanging out. It's almost creepy. Yeah, it's mildly bizarro. Rick Ross. Yeah, he's like a third Rick Ross. Yeah, yeah. Like you're like yeah. I had a meeting with Rick Ross today. They're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it definitely is. Like, I mean, it, it's like, if you, I mean, even like what was popping, like YG, like all that shit. I mean, like, think about it. YG was popping and Def Jam still can't, can't figure out what the fuck to do with him. Yeah. Like, he still has another label. Uh, he, he, he's been the only dude that's been able to pop for like four years well, YG, without getting an album put out. YG has the problem of like not being right in the middle of something all the time. Yeah. He's like, I'm I'm kind of a jerk artist. Yeah. I'm kind of a like a str- gangster. He's kind I'm of a ratchet. kind of a ratchet. He's like kind of a ratchet. he's not all the wow. way I'm, I'm mildly a ratchet. I don't know. <laughs> not me. Mildly I'm ratchet. Me pretty mildly ratchet. I'm actually um, changing my, my album name to Mildly Ratchet. Mildly Ratchet. <laughs> oh, that's going to be my new Twitter bio. <laughs> mildly Ratchet. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I don't know. You, you think about that. I mean, like we were saying earlier, like Sugar Hill Gang, that was, you know, no major label was going to be like taking a chance on putting out rap music in 1979. Sure. Mm. You know, it had to be kind of like some hustler. I mean, like Russell Simmons, obviously. Was, uh, came in with that. I mean, and Rick Rubin Russell with Simmons was like like riding this ama- amazing wave. He, was, he like, was. He managed Curtis Blow. He was the one that kind of made Curtis Blow a star. Really? Yeah. yeah. He made Curtis Blow a star, and then like his, you know what I mean? Like his brother started rapping, and then he was like, ah, oh, money. Yeah. But he was like the big promoter in New York. Like he was promoting all the shows and shit. And then like, and he was like, you know, taking drugs and screwing models. Yeah, he was. The, the best moment of Russell Simmons history is, is when they have the movie, the show. You know, you've, you've seen the show. Have you seen the show? Oh, dude, no, you got to see haven't. the show. The show, if you haven't heard it, is like this uh, or seen it. It's this 1994 documentary, and it was basically funded by Def Jam. Like, and so it's all Def Jam artists. So it's kind of it's amazingly dated too, because it's like so it's like 90, it's right after uh, Regulate the G Funk era came out, yeah. and that basically saved Def Jam. Like, because like it was actually on like Rush, Rush associated labels, and like they were like foundering at the time, and then like Warren G blew up. So 
there was like these amazing interviews where uh, they'll be interviewing, they'll be interviewing like Dre, and they'll be like, "Yo, do you feel like you regretted not signing Warren G?" And then you can see the, the nervousness in Dre's eyes, like because like Dre was like ninety four, like Dre he hadn't had anything, and like since the Chronic, he like or I guess Doggy Style had been like, and then Warren G was all of a sudden like everyone's like, "Well, Warren G's clearly more talented than his brother because yeah, yeah. he was selling more." And, uh, but no, the greatest moment is like the movie starts out where like Russell Simmons is in a limo going to visit Slick Rick in jail because they were putting out like Slick Rick's. He was oh, actually, shit. he wasn't in I jail. He this. was in a, like a holding cell. He was like, I don't I know. He was on Rikers, no? Well, Maybe. Well, like there's like, let's say if you go to jail for, uh, if you go to jail as a, uh, like a drug addict or a, or if you're like mentally unstable, they, he was in that place yeah. or whatnot. Where you go to jail? The story for? is. Well, like back in the day when people used to like you know smoke PCP or whatnot or angel dust, yeah. back um, in the day. in New York they used to uh, give them Thorazine injections, would give <coughs> them, or they would give them Thorazine to counteract the PCP, which would like you know like basically yeah give them like you know it would make them fucking nuts for a few days. Yeah, and so he was in jail on one of those binges. Yeah, yeah. no, he actually yeah. shot a bystander and his cousin whom he'd hired as a bodyguard. Don't oh, believe Wikipedia. What? That's what it's... Uh, Wikipedia fucked me up the other day, but Don't I'm not even getting into that. Yeah, dude, Wikipedia is less... Le- it's less so wrong. It's like less accurate than Mac Genius. Yeah, yeah, it's so wrong. I had a bill. Whatever. But yeah, so basically he's like... And then, then like uh, Russell Simmons going to jail and he just like looks on the camera like forlorn. It's like 1994. So he's already like pretty stubborn. He goes like... <laughs> He's like, I'm too old for this. He's like, all I want to do is sleep with models. Oh, <laughs> he's like, what? He's, like, he's like, I think he just was like so, like, just so genuine. Just so genuine. Oh, shit. And uh, like two years later, Kamorley Simmons came in. What was this called? I need to, I need to see the this. The show, you have to see it. The it's like show. the greatest. That and Rhyme, uh, rhyme or Reason are like, I'm, I don't even know. Dude, two essential moments in 90s cinema. <laughs> no, they're like two of the best hip hop documentaries ever. But Damn. I mean, if you look, I mean, everything like Wild Style, the first hip hop movie, that was like an independent movie, like, you know. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think like, and even like like Wild Pitch, like Fourth and Broadway, like all those labels. You know, you think about that. Like, if it wasn't Freestyle Fellowship, probably never got a major label deal. If it wasn't under an independent label like Fourth and Broadway, mm-hmm. you know, they, yeah, definitely not. Because again, there had to be somebody that was like willing to be in like exposition, yeah. and Crenshaw that's like hanging out, yeah, and like that 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 can sell, that, yeah, that can even sell that to you know people. Like this is already working in this in this yeah. world, you know. Yeah, I mean, so. three six mafia, all that shit was like out of the trunk, too short, all like out of the trunk. There wasn't even a label. It was just like, you know, like in L.A. too. I mean, like they'd have Macala, like the local independent label, like press all that shit up, like all mm-hmm. those like those uh, ruthless records. So they're, they're the ones before this, like the early N.W.A. shit. Because it's you know, it's like if you're gonna innovate, it's always gonna be weird. I think. You know. Hey, so um, do you remember that that Eden uh, Echo Party mix yeah. that he did? Yeah. What was that? What was that label with all that? Like that traffic. Traffic, yeah. yeah. Is that a subsidiary or is that just like they, straight up independent? I think they somehow bought like a bunch of like existing catalogs. They're oh, put, they're, I think that? actually somehow through them, I think like there's some connection to Get On Down that I think is putting out the, the all the box sets right now for okay, the Ghostface well. and the Nas and, and Jizza. But whatever. Like It's kind of weird that they're putting out all these boxes. Oh, whatever. That's a different topic. But <laughs> it's like 18 year anniversary of Ghostface's Iron Man. And I'm like... Comes with a bottle of rose. You kind of got to do that on the twenty or the. the you got to do it on the twenty. Yeah, they, they're just like we want money. I'm like, all right, yeah. I do too. Reissues are big right now. Yeah, well, there hasn't been like this now a glory era of. of well, I mean, because we're getting to the point now, and that was on a major label. I think there was like a brief like two three year period, but even Wu Tang, like if you really look at that, that was all independent too. Like they got 
I always think of the story, and like I mean, I think it's kind of an inspiring story for anybody who's being creative. But like they signed RZA and Jizza to you know what Tommy Boy and Cold Chillin, mm-hmm. and they put out the corniest, wackest shit ever. Like they put out like "Ooh, we love you, Rock Him," and like yeah. you know, should we play "Ooh, we love you, Rock Him"? I don't know. Is that who? have you ever heard that? It's like the no. RZA's first single. All right, we're gonna put play "Ooh, I love you, Rock Him" just because this is kind of like what I don't want to be on. Like I mean, because major labels have put up plenty of shit, but it's always after the fact. You know, it seems like. But basically, ooh, we love you, Rakim. Ooh, I love you, Rakim. Actually, and uh, this is the first RZA song, and it completely flopped. And like Jizza also had a song like uh, I forgot what I'm like off the top of my head. I'm I almost don't want to hear this. It's 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 kind of hilarious. I think everyone you should watch the video at home. <laughs> if it's, it's really funny. It's like RZA, like like kind of kind of pre Jake. Yeah, here we go. That's just a- this is the RZA from Wu <laughs> Like Classic. Uh, this is what they will make you do. Life is a drag. Good money to make your move. I 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 I got a question. I'm half here and I'm half not. Yeah. My apologies. Yeah. <laughs> but I got a question. <laughs> It, for for independent artists, young independent artists, right? And you guys, we, you guys basically started started doing business in the di- digital age, you know. Yeah. Would you say that the these modern times, the digital age, is more benefits you more? Like when you talk to older artists, are they saying like, "Oh, it was way better back then"? Or are you saying, or do you think it's better these days? And I, and you know, first I want to hear your answer, John, and then I want to hear your answer. Um, Milo, good question, man. The your mm-hmm. answer. Yeah. <laughs> you and you say some shit. No. <laughs> they can hear me pointing at you. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, I think, I think if if it's easier for me, it's gonna be easier for everyone, which makes it not as easy for me. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I, don't, it, I don't believe I'm following. Nice, nice I'm uh, saying, would you yeah. like? Would you want to go back to the non-digital era? That's all I'm saying. Would you want to? I'm not saying I would want to. I'm saying that if if people were still chucking CDs um, like hand to hand. Uh, there'd be a lot less competition. Yeah, there definitely. Is That's my less. point. Like, like it's very easy. There was a bar to entry. It's very easy for anybody to like make a couple songs, put it online, and you know have it be heard by the right people. But, yeah. but um, at the same time, that's making fans more lethargic about discovering new music and just kind of like associating what they want to listen because because you know there's way too much music now, and yeah. fans no longer have the. Uh, luxury of covering everything that's that's out you know you know, maybe five or six years ago it was a lot more you know well there were like a few labels that you could turn to and now it's like just a free-for-all now well you know now people are going to blogs and stuff because they don't know yeah they don't there's you you'd be a, a goddamn liar if you said but then that. the problem with the blogs too is like then they're like fuck it i need to get paid too so i'm gonna post 50 fucking times a day and then you're like what the fuck do i listen to at right. this point is i mean it's just like You'd be a liar if you said that that you heard any everything that people were talking about right now and you were enjoying all of it. Yeah, you, there's just not enough time. You know, I feel like I feel like back then, um, 
it was a lot more manageable. And if if you had the hu- the hustle, mattered a lot more at that point. You know, like, you don't think it matters. I mean, you don't think it matters as much today. It matters, but it's 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 a lot easier to be a hustler. Yeah, it's true. It's you it, can just send your computer. It's a lot easier. You could send yeah. your computer for four hours. It's a lot easier to be a hustler now. Uh, yeah, because there's there's there, the prerequisite is is but is there's so much more competition. Nothing. So, I mean. This is because there's so many hustlers. Well, you just, make, because, just because you're a hustler doesn't mean you're going to be uh, well, successful. I feel like, I mean, I feel like looking like from afar, like if I was like a 17 year old kid, right? Like who is, you know, look like you managed to build and you, you, you have a sizable fan base. You've toured now. You've, mm-hmm. and you got signed to like one of the best independent labels of at least ever, probably. I, f- I feel like and, uh, you know, so how did that happen? Um, Believe it or not, not the internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that was all like this. Like, yeah, Wolf Wolf saw me at a show, you know, and and I, I feel like if it it wouldn't have happened any other way, and and that show that shows you the power of hand to hand movement, you know. Yeah, like like not. I mean, of course, like the the popular choice is to, you know do everything online, and I'm no stranger to that. You know, I, I drop tracks like every other day. You know, maybe not like every other every yeah. Every you week. drop a yeah, yeah. um, but. Uh, I think I think the most the most important stuff needs to happen in person, you know. Yeah. What about you, Mala? I I feel like my narrative is antithetical to that. Um, so I guess I'm one of these internet hustlers <laughs> that you hella hard hate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not um, hating. I'm just saying that you know it, it, there's, there's no hate cool. involved. I'm but you're also in that. LA, so it's different. If you're yeah, in that's LA, what I'm saying. York, yeah. Yeah. Like I I would have loved to be able to like camp out spots and, and I was definitely privileged. Yeah, yeah you, know? you know what I mean. But, but I, 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 didn't, I mean, sort of. I, I mean, you're from La Habra. You had to go into the city, but I like, mean, but it's not like I was. It's not like, like you're Wisconsin. Like, yeah, I don't like on yeah. I'm in. I'm in like Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm in Chicago. There's a lot of or famous rappers from Green Bay. Yeah. Um. I guess I feel. I would, I would Shannon Sharp all the way <laughs> Sterling Sharp. <laughs> I would I would all the way never want to um never want to be in a, in another time than this one because like as soon as I started making rap songs and putting them on on places like Bandcamp like I didn't have to get a job anymore or anything like that regardless of um like label interaction or whatever like you know instantaneous to the PayPal and I could pay my rent with that mm-hmm. your and, stuff took um, off pretty quick huh yeah it did it took off really fast and mm-hmm. I mean it wasn't like again I'm, I'm not part of any scene it wasn't like I had any hookups at all you mm-hmm. know um, so you're saying these tools kind of like I'm uh, saying for me especially growing up just on the internet like I didn't I was like the nerdy dude who was like on the forums, like Ultima Online, like hella MMORPG games. So it's like I knew the ins and outs of the internet, and mm-hmm. I knew how to interact well. Can with you teach me that later? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. James definitely needs a seminar or two. On <laughs> I just use the internet to just you know vent about my relationships. And stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I, <laughs> it's very successful. There's another reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I feel like you know I'd already spent most of my uh, social time on the internet so it was a natural progression to to big up the the music so on what, what were you using to kind of because i remember like you i mean and you also you like improved a lot really, i emailed really fast, you because you, 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 yeah, you, you mentioned what he's like, saying is that you sucked yo he did no, listen, ah! it was it was, it was yo, he was like he's like yo come back when you're better yeah, and then I wrote about him when he was better. Yeah, I, I appreciate, it. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, yeah. it. No, because it's true, and that's the other thing I was going to say is you know like when I first heard Kendrick Lamar, even right, like I wrote I wrote about him like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. He was not even remotely where he was on Section eighty, or even on Overly Dedicated. He was dope. He could rap, but like you, I feel like a lot of the time there's this. Mu- this is what and I can- no wait. I, I agree with that though because um, especially for someone like me, like let's say I uh, didn't have that feedback. You know what I mean? Um, 
I don't know. I probably would have stopped rapping. Maybe I should have stopped rapping. I don't know. But yeah, to no, get I mean, to like, get the response email. Well, you were like young. Oh, you're on years. shots fired now. You made it. Yeah, <laughs> you made it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying to get the response. There's already a Benz waiting downstairs for you. We made it. Benz and like blonde girl with fake boobs. We the best. I want to say like before the net era, you can kind of like suck for a long time and yeah. then get good. Well, that's right. a, well, that's, that is a making problem. it to a job. So like say right. So like you know? say like here and here's the other thing. Like as a writer, I mean, I feel like I'm one of the like the problem with most of these websites is they'll post any of your shit right off the bat, and you hear it and you're like, yeah. that dude's whack. But like the truth is, in two years he might be really dope. Mm-hmm. But since you've already made a prejudged like assessment of him, you're not gonna be open minded towards it. Yeah. So like I always tell artists, I'm like, in the print days better. they wouldn't waste ink on motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, you, it's, because it's there's a limited it. amount of space, and you yeah. only get. I mean, like the cliche, you only get one chance to make a first impression, and it's true though because I know when I've heard artists, I'll be like, it's real, like Little Wayne, right? Like. I didn't like Lil Wayne with, with with Hot Boys, really, all that stuff. I was like, yeah, he's kind of the weakling. Like, Juvenile's better, BG's better, whatever. And then when... Turk he, is more doped up. Yeah. and I mean, Turk is coming back. Turk is. Yeah, he's got it. I've heard his new stuff is good. Yeah. You know, anyways. but So when <laughs> Lil Wayne came back, right? This, shout out to Dean. <laughs> Dean's, like, excited. Writer for my website. But anyways. So basically, when he came back, like, I almost didn't believe it. You know, to the, he would never went anywhere. But, like, when people started being like, oh, Lil Wayne's amazing. Because I was like, that Lil Wayne? Like, the Lil Wayne from Hot Boys? And he was pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. he had got a lot better you know and i want to say there's not too many child stars that uh yeah that you know end up being like anything past like their their awkward teen years you know so shouts out to little wayne and he was an independent rapper he, he, or, and for he, fucking chris bosh's wife what rap game fred savage fred savage returned Somebody into direct sing the wonder years theme we oh, need that now fred savage also directed episodes of party down so still do, still going uh, directed most of party down i think uh, that's the problem though is, is is this age you know everything is online so like we didn't have we didn't have the privilege of, of you know like your generation the one before you where you, you know you could be asked well, we had for a to little catch bit a long bus ride to somewhere and be like <laughs> I don't want to go there so I can't go there yet and then you go there like two years later and you find find out that it's actually kind of cool yeah. you know you miss all the awkward phases yeah yeah, yeah. now if, it, if, if really people fast. are you know people, rappers are documenting their their you know rappers their inc- bands incline beats makers yeah. yeah like and you can find you know just how bad they were when they started. Mm-hmm. And then, like Kendrick Lamar, like if you listen to Kendrick Lamar's training day tape, shit is awful, and you'd never expect he'd turn out to be like one of the best rappers, mm-hmm. like ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's probably, you know, he's, he's that good right now, but but mm-hmm. it's it's just you know, <laughs> do you think Kendrick Lamar is like like all right? Look, when I think of like the young, this young rap, these there's like yeah. four rappers, they're all playing paid dudes. There's Kendrick. There's Trinidad James. Oh, they don't put Trinidad in any James. I, 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 Rap game mentoring candidate. <laughs> 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 what? No, I, 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 I kind of, wow. I kind of feel like you know it's not easy to make, make a hit record, and it's very that was very deliberate. That was that beat though. So, not, not easy. It was that beat and stealing little B. Not not easy trying to be little B. No. Yeah, okay. It's hard out here for I'm a little I'm just saying, bit. when you guys do hustler. it, then, you know, nah, then, then Mac, Macklemore, and then who's the fourth one out that I was thinking? There's there's a fourth one. Uh, maybe there's just three. But I Trinidad James was so, a boxer. I, I, still, I respect Macklemore more than I respect Trinidad James. That's saying a lot, bro. And he grinded Macklemore. Like, um, he spent 10 years grinding. And? The, and and <laughs> he's got a number one record. Yeah, the, the, and the, he's got the ten, bitches. The ten, the, ten, the ten years doesn't make up for the no, the ten years doesn't make the number one record come. The number one record happened on its own. That's a good beat. By Their working shop has with a good the, beat. Yeah, by working it's like a with fake a good funeral producer. from the clips beat. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> right. But, so, but what I'm saying is, all right, so I feel like there's like this old guard. There's like your Kanye's and your Jay-Z's and your Drake's. And Drake is like kind of like, Chuck. oh, and ASAP Rocky was the fourth young young dude. Is he playing paid uh, no, he's not. But so then there's the old guys and there's the young guys. And I actually see like, you know, I see I see the, I see a big change. And I wonder when I look at like, well, Macklemore, who, by the way, is like 30. So, yeah, Word? but I, maybe maybe, yeah. I, maybe I mean, the, old, the older, more yeah. established rappers, the older guys who've been putting out yeah. records on, on a yeah. international scale with like major label like support for a long time. And I wonder if Kendrick Lamar is our next Kanye West, our next Jay-Z or, you know, or it's like who? It's probably more of an outcast, I think. More of an outcast. Yeah, I think yeah. he he definitely took a lot from from outcast for sure. More but, than Kanye. But, I mean, I thought you were talking about outcast, like the definition well, of outcast. No, 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 no. Here's the thing about <laughs> well Kendrick too. Why, here, because like, there's a lot of people that fucking hate Kanye. Like I find Kanye like annoying. Like I like his, some of his music, but some of it. Well, who's going to be competing with him for the Grammys? He's got. Kendrick. That's what I'm saying. Kendrick is going to be. He's Kendrick. got the old man. Dre. Yeah. He's got Jimmy Iovine. He's got Dre. He's got mm. all that shit. And it's and like the thing that strikes me about Kendrick, he's the one rapper that I can think of who everyone can agree on. He's the only one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He is the only one. I think mm -hmm. that um, I think Kendrick I, he gets bonus points for not yeah, having he he didn't like have to rely on like doing bullshit features to like bring up his record at all. He uh, you know what I respect the most about that dude? Listen to "Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe" with Lady Gaga. I want to play that because I feel like that's like if like if I was like a young artist hearing that like there's nothing that I respect. He like was the opposite of Wale, where Wale was like trying to like all right, I'm gonna little I want to play your game. Yeah. yeah, this is the version. Everyone's probably heard the original "Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe," but but this is the Lady Gaga version. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never heard this. Yeah, so all right, and this is like how one song that's a great song um, can go completely wrong when you put Lady Gaga on it. <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah, no, I mean it's awful. It's uh, here. I'm play it right now, and you know, is she like just you know? And if he put this out, like it would have completely like I think. You know the, the the love and everyone like it would have just been like oh you made a really corny song with Lady Gaga you fucked up yeah all right here it is so but we gotta the chorus because it's like, I like how we're like not on topic but this is this is a good topic. conversation yeah we have no topics anymore at <laughs> Shots Fired topic, we're, free, we're freestyling after this man let's play some let's play some we're playing music let's play some music from let's talk for a bit let's take yeah. some music from John and some we'll take music a break after the yeah we're gonna go into a break after this and we'll come back. I'm a sinner. Oh my god. Is this that is the white chick that does the uh, the ukulele and covers on Oh no, man, this is the one that looks like Hotel Cafe remix. Bitch don't kill my father. This is her vagina singing. This is like she just has the mic in front of her vagina. How did you get this version? And like the best okay, okay, before we go before, this is terrible. Before we go <laughs> This may uh, it's like vomit on a hotel room floor. Alright, so Kendrick is great. But I don't think it's that bad. Like, I don't think it's that bad. It's no, way better than what Wale did. I, no, no, like, no, that was fake MIA. This is like fake like like hotel cafe, like but I, I, that shit was horrendous. Too. Horrendous. But I like this because he bullshit. They bullshitted, and they were like, and they they, they told her that like they like there was like some kind of complicated thing where she was like, oh well, he he wanted me to do something different, and I had my own vision. It was like a very polite way that they tweaked it. But like obviously, you know, someone at Top Dog heard this and like this is trash. Yeah. Someone had to have said that. Yeah. I hope it was they school, caught themselves. It was schoolboy Q. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, yeah. let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be back. Shots fired.
And we're back. Let's get let's get to the music part. Yeah, no. All right. So you want to start? Let's start out with Milo. Like, is there a song that you think that says everything about your life in three minutes or less? <laughs> uh, and if there is, that means you're already wait that I wrote your it. Career's done. Yeah. Is that I wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Give us your sky's the limit. Yeah. yeah I, I purposely don't write sky's the limit type of songs. <laughs> it sounds um, about chocolate milk. <laughs> yo, yo. I feel like folk metaphysics is probably that's like yeah. that seems to be. All right. The, the Milo anthem to a degree. Okay, right. let's hear that. Let's put everyone to cool. sleep. All right. <laughs> you should wake up. What and what uh, EP is this from? This is from uh, Things That Happen That Day on Hellfire Club. On Hellfire Club. <laughs> it's a label. How convenient. <laughs> <laughs> on Hellfire Club. I should not sit on this couch and watch Netflix I should take pouty mouth pics for my press kit I should defy the rules of logic I should invent some quirky new merchandise product I just want to rap good and not sell breadsticks I will not become a martyr for the deadbeats I will shave my beard off by the end of this week I will go out and learn to socialize And figure out why all my ex-girlfriends hate me I'm going to put this big brain to good use I'm going to write rap songs to find objective truths I'm going to be better than my father I'm going to upload well-edited pictures to Flickr I'm going to eat a lot more Fig Newtons and sign petitions by women's rights movements. This is, yeah. Yeah. Cool. This is the first song on the EP? No, this is like the third. I don't make promises I can't keep, which is why I won't make promises ever. And when I write letters to those ex-girlfriends, that's going to be the header. I don't make promises I can't keep, which is why I won't make promises ever. And when I write letters to those ex-girlfriends, that's going to be the header. I wish I'd met you on Legends of the Hidden Temple I wish Hegel wasn't so incomprehensible I wish I was more like the Ubermensch I wish my fears didn't have such a putrid stench I think my muscles should be bigger I don't know much about being in nothingness But I might just be a being of nothingness I heard there's going to be a rap parade Come on, try it Nothingness are you are you you're deflating the wallflowers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. I heard that I was like It's a good song. One headlight. Yeah, fine one song. Headlight. We were driving and I yelled Padiddle. You started crying, so I cried a little. I'm almost positive if I made better mix CDs, I'd bother less with relationship complexities. You know, sometimes I stutter, sometimes I forget to put on cocoa butter, sometimes I wish I was better at songwriting, sometimes I feel like the master of thong wiring. In the future, I will neuter my ambitions. I will give in to anxieties. I will observe superstitions. I will be Indiana Jones in small claims court. I will regret in high school that I never played sports. In the future, I will be passive aggressive. In the future, I will vote for the wrong guy. In the future, I will be swayed by a strong bride. And a very firm handshake, and I will invite dinner guests over for ham steak. I will be gone before the rise of the oceans. I will become a squiggle in a string of quotients. I feel like I feel like you're uh, you're translating uh, Drake for uh, people that go to Ivy League colleges. Uh, <laughs> I don't like, like, like I you guys are saying the exact same thing. Serengeti, a lot of people feel like when I write letters um, to those ex-girls, I'm saying a good amount of Serengeti. I don't know if I agree with that comparison. I don't make promises I can't. Yeah, I don't think you sound like Getty. I don't think I sound like Getty ever. But he's definitely. When I write letters to those, I hear the full thing. I hear the full thing. Getty, like he does a lot of full stuff too, which is kind of cool. I 
case, the man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I don't mean to sound like I don't. No, 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 no. no, no. But I think it's I think cool. I think we have beef here. I think <laughs> I think it's cool. Yo, though. Dave, Dave will beat my ass. Man. It's like you know. It's like <laughs> I want I want to I want to put all the light skinned rappers against each other. <laughs> Everybody that's like doesn't pass the paper bag. I'll just take the L. I would I was just joking, man. We we love Kenny over here. Kenny will beat you up. Yeah, Kenny'll take you, Getty. Kenny'll take you. Come on, try a um, little. Man, I'm glad Mike played me this you want me to do this. And it's great to end this podcast. We can drive it. If we contrivance, we can drive it. If we contrivance, we can drive it. If we contrivance, we can drive it. With 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 we contrivance. Alright. Yeah. So uh, that that was uh what's the name of the song? That was folk metaphysics off of uh, things that happen at day, which is out on Hellfire Club. Yeah, yeah. No, no, somewhere else. Produced by Riley Lake and uh, Analog Tape Dispenser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where where do you record that? You record that in the crib or? Yeah, I recorded that in my my homeboy's place, and mm-hmm. like yeah, you know, just USB mics and all sorts of nonsense like that. Yeah, what kind of program you use? Um, I use PreSonus Studio One, which is like one of the least used, like most janky. But um, yeah, it really doesn't matter what you use if you know how to use it, and that's something that I realized. And real talk, <laughs> not false. Yeah, yeah that's not that's, nice. that's totally true. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it just depends on if you're prodigious with whatever program you're using. Yeah, I was looking for a reason to say prodigious all day. So thank you yeah. for presenting you know, me with that opportunity. I just try to make things happen. That's me. You know? <laughs> just, yeah, no. Well, that's uh. Why is your hair some, like that right now? Why is my hair? What's my hair <laughs> like? What? Oh, it's like a wild, like a Beetlejuice. 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 Uh, the Andrew Bynum. I'm going you, for the white Andrew like Bynum. Barton Fink. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Barton Fink. Bart. Oh yeah. Just the young white Andrew Bynum. Old white Andrew Bynum actually, because he's like 23. Um, young old man. Or 20. He's probably 27 now. But either way, he's got amazing hair. I aspire to him. There's uh, actually a lot of good well, hair in this room right now. Yeah. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Me and John um, are going to go out and just uh, pr- <laughs> preach to people <laughs> right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> he give you, give you a megaphone and a box to stand on. He's like, Jesus Cristo! <laughs> you know, like, uh, Jesus you will Jesus. burn in hell <laughs> yeah, if you don't yeah. listen to me right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, now we're, we are, uh, we're about to play John. What song are we playing from you? Um, it's something off the record. It's not. Which record? Uh, my album. Uh, Rap album one, which is coming out in the summer. Um, this th- it's not mixed or mastered. It's like a rough. Uh, probably get yelled at for playing it, but um, hell yeah, it's uh, <laughs> so we get a true exclusive. Yeah, first time ever played for the the mass. Yeah, yeah. So Peanut Butter Wolf will be mad at me after this. Uh, maybe not him, but Jason, who's the general manager. Jason will be mad at me. He's getting paid to to be angry at me for Wolf. Okay, so I'll need you to lay on that grenade if I ever have this conversation and just say it was all it's, his idea. It's fine. It's okay. fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a joint that uh, it's me and Scoop DeVille. Um, he's rapping on it. Oh. I made the beat. And, and, yeah, we're both rapping. Uh, there's not really much else to be said about it. Let's, let's play it, man. <laughs> all right. Let's come up featuring Scoop DeVille, John Wayne, rap album one, Stone's Throw, Summer. Unmixed and unmastered, so. But still soulful. Hey, don't say that because people don't even know what that means. 
just as soon as the sun touched the meadow I was born Handcuffed to strings of Geppetto I was more I swore that I would make it out alive To the point that I have blood pumping into my eyes I'm just a cardiac ghost that wants his body back Riding whips like I'm running beside the Pontiac Spinning Buster and Dirty Bastards to second grade Standing up to the bullies for chains like lemonade The East Coast held it down for me lyrically The West Coast spiritually Feeling the rhythm kept me together Because my friends are hard to find with so many enemies My memories were breaking around me like winter leaves Got through the struggle with those cataclysmic verses Now I'm possessing the words to put my enemies in hearses Now they double take, then look away and run away And I don't blame them before I have another thing to say Run away I like that. The flow on that was like, cheers, man. So, so on the meter, so on the head. Ah, so great. I feel it. I remember pulling up in a limousine to elementary school and all the students, the faculty, the principal mad at me as he should be. Like how you get them diamonds? Like a young kid, bro. Get the fuck out of here. On her booty, left hand on her booty, always on duty. My real life is like a movie. In and out of meetings at 15 with these beats and rhymes. Dropped out of school at the same damn time. Making moves like a grown man, wish she could. Why you let your time fly by? I was living good. Braided up, hundred stacks, paper cuts, baby girl, ass so fat, she about to give it up. It never fails, heads or tails When I'm sitting all chrome, she gon' blow over For you guys that don't know Scoop DeVille's kid across the sun Legendary Latin rapper Hey, you can cut it And he's also on his own Like What I I really love about Scoop Is that For one, he's made out of music Like singing, rapping He made the recipe Producing He made poetic justice And he made poetic justice Justice in the recipe, but he—he's like he—he's not one of those guys that are like, oh, my dad was a this like like he also made like that's that that I want to rock right now Snoop Dogg song. He's yeah. like he's made hits. Any that and he fat makes Joe aha shit with uh, Young Jeezy that shit was crazy. Yeah, he's he's been in it. He's a uh, he's a real producer. One of the few. I love the beat scene. I love the beat scene, but I can say like oh, there's yeah. not too many producers that are involved with the beat scene. You were a producer. A lot of them are beat makers, yeah. and this guy like. He is probably the most acclaimed and like acclaimed producer, and that's evolved. And he's one of the scene. few that goes between both worlds too. He goes with like the hardcore hip hop world, like mainstream yeah. commercial rap, and you know keeps it like playing low in theory, and you know has a. You know, it's crazy, man. He reached out like like he heard Bowser, and he reached out from that, and I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like you're doing this. And Bowser's that's... John John's first record, Alpha Pup. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, real recognized, real though. <laughs> like no matter what you're doing, like. Like, you know, on some art shit, like, you can be making really poppy stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's dope. I mean, we, we make a lot of shit now, well, you know, working on beats and stuff. But it's just, it's, it's just like this weird pairing that didn't make sense until it happened, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's the homie. All right, well, we gotta, gotta go because they can't listen this much because <laughs> shit gets boring. But <laughs> stay fly. entertained, guys. Stay entertained. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> anyways, but yeah, any, uh, what do you guys got going on? Milo, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be tomorrow morning, and uh, hopefully, or tomorrow at some point, or whenever, and Milo will have already destroyed Low in Theory, so yeah. we're broadcasting this in the and future. me and John would have been there having some drinks already, me, Jeff, and John. We'd <laughs> yeah. have been faded, I'm Milo would have been like, who's going to give us a ride, give me a ride to the airport? And I'm like, I don't know, nigga, you got to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad uh, that uh, we're not doing this tomorrow morning. Yeah, well, we got one tomorrow morning. So too, the, oh, 
Yeah, but I'm anyway, not doing this yeah. tomorrow morning. Bonobo. <laughs> Listen, anyways. Bonobo. But, uh, yeah, Bonobo. Anyways, Bonobo, but uh, Bonobo, yeah, Bonobo, you Bonobo, Bonobo, Bonobo. Right now? Yeah, <laughs> Fuck you, yeah, man. Yeah. Is there, can, I, can I fire a shot on shots? Yeah, fire a shot. All right. Something that's been on my chest. There's a dude on the on the internet on Tumblr who tags <laughs> all of his pictures with Milo, mm. and he his pictures are of him tucking his dick. Whoa, Fuck what? you! Fuck you! What? Whoever you are, that dude. I thought that was you. I thought that was your joke. Like that's, that's a no, meta, that's, that's a metaphysical real. dissing shit. That's right that's true, yeah. dude. Dude tags uh, the photo. Yo, how lame is your life if that is what you're doing? Yeah. Well, no, it's hey, like, hey, well, luckily you signed a Hellfire Club because we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of how do you say? Yo, it? I don't think it's a diss. I just think his name is Milo. And so like, uh, the takes tucked wiener shots, uh, <laughs> and I just want him to use a different name. Use his last. Do you think they're candid? <laughs> yes I was just gonna say You know If you ever need Like we don't have A lot of money But we have muscle You know <laughs> Oh okay we're, Yeah like we're, bus driver Is like a Like he's like 250 pounds Of all like Yeah bus driver yeah. <laughs> He's just quinoa And motherfucking Acai uh, Yeah like I don't think A lot of people Sit realize down. That like bus driver You hear him and But then you're like Bus driver's like 6'2", 220 Looks like he's like <laughs> Like starting full back He's like the most Threatening kindergarten Teacher ever <laughs> <laughs> Low key Low key Like dude Bus driver's built Like Saget From Street Fighter <laughs> Like, I think he's more like a guile. He's more like guile. Uh, Sonic boom rapping Sonic at people. Boom, yeah. 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 I'm just saying, like, you know, stature-wise, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even after he does a nice set, he just, like, kind of bounces his shoulders. Wow. Oh, damn. What about you, John? What's good? What's going on? Um, What do you mean? I don't know. In life, what's next? What, what can what can listeners expect? Um, from my record uh, to be dropping in the summer, and I have some other unspecified projects. You know, they sprinkle about here and there, and I'm trying to get out and tour more. So, I mean, if you want to get me in your city, don't tell me, but you know, have sex. With, have sex with the promoter. <laughs> find the find the promoters Sounds in your good. city. And, and, well, let's and go with you, Nokan. What's next? When when is Jimmy the Burnout coming? Our <laughs> Those, don't talk to me about that motherfucking All right. record. All right. All right. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to drop that in May or You know, whenever the fuck whatever. I feel like it. I got my own label. I can do what the fuck I want. <laughs> All right. I got, I'm probably going to drop That's it That's a secret. Yeah. All, All right. right. So uh, this is Shots Fired. Thank you guys for listening in. Be good. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead.